Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everyone? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde with this week's Notre Dame football show here on YouTube. Uh, and, and for our podcast folks, we have this branded as Pod Like a Champion. Got to keep that name going alive and strong. Tim, how are you, my friend? How, how's it going? I, I imagine it's not a great weather week up there in, in the Northeast. Uh, we had that Nor'easter came through yesterday, dropped a foot, about 20, 25 mile an hour winds where I live, so it was freezing. Beautiful today. The sun's out, ready to roll. We're a week from spring ball. Charlie Weiss's last belt loop's already saying it's overhyped, so he's ready to start talking about that day. So here we go. He's look at him. He's already he's already in line. He's ready. Yeah, Charlie Weiss is in the is in the chat. You gotta love to see that Joe Bro saying what's good, folks. Yes. Please do if you're just joining us. Um, we're watching back. Please do hit that thumbs up on this video. It really does help us. Just takes a it's a simple click and helps support what we're doing here at Blue and Gold. Let's say 300. Let's get 300 likes on this video. Maybe you know. Let's say 400. Let's get to 400 likes. If um, if we get to 400 likes, I'll shave my head. I no, I will not. Just kidding. And uh, please do subscribe to our channel for more content. Uh, join f- the website for 29.99 to unlock premium access until the start of next football season. Tim, you're pretty excited about spring ball starting next week. Uh, I imagine yeah, you're pretty pumped. Football. Yeah, football. We finally get to talk about football. It feels like it's been two years with every what every coach has changed. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's been wild. So it's been a a crazy few months, right? For Notre Dame football, as always, ever since Freeman's been here, it's just been a it just feels like chaos all the time. So let's get something calm. I think it's a great group of coaches. Some really good transfers have come in. We got some young guys. You've talked about a, what a what a dozen or so freshmen early enrollees who steps up great article by the day. I think it was Patrick today. who talked about the red shirt freshman. No, it was uh, Horka. Oh, One of the, the both of them had great articles on, on the website today talking about the, the you know, the red shirt kids last year, who's going to step up. So okay. that's what this springtime's all about. So, you know, really excited to see a handful of those guys. Yeah. Those guys always do. Um, really good. Article. Fantastic. Article. Tyler did what to expect from the, the redshirt um, red freshman. He also oh, that uh, he also did the early enrollee freshman. What to expect from those guys as well. So uh, yeah, definitely some good stuff as always. And then Patrick um, had his I think fifteen, what top ten or twelve, something like that of uh, the hot board. Who's going to step up? Yeah, so ten, ten intriguing players. So, I mean, we, just today um, at Blue and Gold. I mean, it's it's just been absolutely popping. I mean, we got our daily newsstand, 10 intriguing players to watch in practice. What the early and early receiver said about Kenny Minchie is pretty interesting. Okay. What to expect from the early, early and early freshmen. Breaking down Notre Dame's top 24 targets. I gave five guys to kind of keep an eye on. You know, the redshirt freshman guys. And just so much more. I mean, blueandgold.com. You know, if you're a Notre Dame junkie and you just want to know all what's going on, the news, the analysis, all the recruiting information, blueandgold.com is definitely the uh, the place to be. And I'll give you another place to be uh, as we pay some bills real quick, and that would be um, myperfectfranchise.net, folks. So if you are a displaced corporate executive or if you're wanting to put your career in your own hands or if you are an experienced entrepreneur wanting to ver- diversify, well, Andy Ledecky can help. He is a huge college sports fan and franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses. Using his expertise, Andy will help you find your American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands, and best of all, his services are 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise over at MyPerfectFranchise.com. 
Net. All right, Tim. So our opening topic was uh, something that we wanted to talk about last week. And you know me, Tim, that last topic of each show, sometimes we don't get to it. So I figured let's make sure we do for this week. So Notre Dame has three um, offensive line recruits already locked in to be visiting this spring. And that will likely grow, um, you know, as time goes on. There, there's a couple of guys that I'm kind of eyeing. Uh, Grant Bricks from Iowa and Styles Prescott from uh, the Indianapolis area. Those two guys I'm eyeing to visit Notre Dame this spring, but they haven't locked it in yet. But there are three who have um, scheduled their Notre Dame uh, visits for this spring. And you have uh, Caleb Brewer, uh, a prospect who I have predicted to end up at Notre Dame. Um, you have Kevin Haywood from Pennsylvania. How awesome would it be if Notre Dame goes into, you know, the Nittany Lions backyard and lands, you know, they already got Peter Jones. What if they land Kevin Haywood from Pennsylvania and Caleb Brewer from Pennsylvania over the Nittany Lions? And then Andrew Sprague from Kansas City, Missouri, also uh, visiting Notre Dame this spring. Tim, just any thoughts about this offensive line board? I know that's the position you feel the most uh, energetic about, um, you know, and, and passionate about. So just any thoughts on some of these guys? Yeah, real quick. And, you know, you know, the question was about, obviously, Coach Rudolph coming aboard and, you know, is the room going to expand and any new offers? Well, instantly you got Andrew right up there. As soon as Coach Eastan retired again, you know, Chad Bowen, the, you know, the recruit coordinator, offered him what instantly. So, yeah. obviously, the, the entire staff was fans of him and Harry was not. So, as soon as Harry was gone, they offered him and Harry is coming up for a visit already. He's outstanding, long. Long, I mean, Notre Dame has a long history of six, seven, six, eight offensive tackles. They've had a bunch of them. So he's he's outstanding. He is about as blue chip as you could get, as athletic as you could get. Would be a fantastic Notre Dame football player. And then the other two that are locked in, like you said, some Pennsylvania guys. So Brewer is a tight end. You got Haywood real quick, who's obviously a Penn State lean. He's what, been to Penn State more than uh, most people alive, it seems like. So he's paying rent there a lot. So, but he's coming to Notre Dame. Rudolph's a Pennsylvania guy. He's, you know, so which is awesome that he's going to go right after his home state. He's fantastic. Another, uh, probably a, I don't want to say dire need, but a huge need, and that's offensive tackle. Notre Dame needs to just get some tackles that to get into 2024, whether Alt, Fisher are both gone, one's gone, one's back. You know, try and get these guys going with Emil Wagner last year, Charles Jagasaw this year and get another, you know, at least two in the 24 class to roll in. So it's a it's a fantastic group. It really is not I, – I expected a few more offers by now. So yeah. I thought Rudolph would have offered some of the offers he did at Vodtech, some of the relationships he's built. And, he, and they haven't offered. They haven't offered any of the ones that, you know, that that he's gone after. The With the offers since he's kind of taken over, really guys that were already in the, in the loop when you go with – Sprague, what Baker out of modern day in Southern California, Ian Moore, yeah, Ian Moore, who's basically didn't even pick up the phone when Notre Dame called. So, cross him off the list, unless somehow, some way they could convince him to come on up from being in state and get him away from the Buckeyes. But I was expecting a, a, a handful more, but we haven't seen it. So, does that tell us, Mike, that Notre Dame's pretty comfortable with the? A handful that Harry did offer, obviously Sprague afterwards. And then the key, as you know, is just getting up to South Bend. I love the fact that you mentioned uh, Bricks. Love that guy. Yeah. He is, I don't know why when I watch his film, him and Sprague are like my two favorite football players in the offensive line. So I'm really excited to get him up there. All right, I got a couple things for you, Tim. Sure. Um, and I need, a, I need a true 30, not a Tim 30. I'll give you 15. <laughs> <laughs> the, if you're an offensive line coach, the, for you, are, do you like more of the, let's just recruit all tackles and move some of them inside? Or do you like recruiting some guys who, man, they're just a guard or center all the way. And I absolutely love them for that. Or is it just a mixture? Kind of take a little bit of both. Yeah. Great question. It's great question. Cause last year I was a huge fan of, uh, was it Sewell, the the guard out of a a, per, a, a Permian down in Texas who signed with Clemson? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, Harris. Oh my God, unbelievable player. But 
Perry's all about tackles only. He was 100% right guard. But you watch him on film, he just blew people off the ball like crazy down there. So that was an example of like, how do you just not go after this guy? Who cares if he's a guard? He's, I thought he was one of the better players that they had. Notre Dame signed Joe Wadding. I mean, they've I mean, they signed like true interior yes. guys. No, no, exactly. Which, which, which doesn't make any sense with some of the other ones that they didn't go after. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just find the best football players, and you know who cares what they are. You know, they got. I mean, Brewer's a tight end right now, so he's a tight end, defensive lineman. Expected to like? come in. Yeah, exactly. A little Joel Alton, a dozen other Notre Dame guys in the last fifty years, it seems like. So which is a great position, but you see his height. Is he a Zach Martin size guys being that six, four ish range or talking about now? still uh, Brewer. Brewer, Brewer, Brewer. Uh, you know, cause you, you watch him, you're like, okay, he's going to be a guard bricks. I think could be a tackle, you know, Sprague without a doubt's a tackle with his length and the uh, same thing with Haywood. So it's a great question. Do you just sign five tackles? Just, just sign five guys that you know could play at this level. Sometimes I think that's a little too over-consuming about tackles. There's a reason why you do it because they're on the edges, they're athletic, they play one, more one-on-one football. So it does make sense, especially Notre Dame and the athletic, you know, the athleticism that's needed at Notre Dame with all the different teams they play. It makes sense. I, I love this guy. Yeah, we're talking, Brewer. we're watching Caleb Brewer here. Yeah. Outstanding athlete. You know, his defensive film is the same thing. Really good football player. Um, really excited to get all these guys come up and see what they do. I know you predicted that they would, you know, your your take was three. I'm curious if that's going to expand by one. Probably. Just because, just, yeah, just, you know, you got, you know, Coach Rudolph has a, a big time, you know, career, you know, resume on him. So is there, are there a couple of guys he may not like that are at Notre Dame? And he's like, I really like this guy. D- does he get the opportunity to bring in four? I would love four to be a standard number. Five sometimes is a little bit overkill. Notre Dame, he stand a few times, did three, which kind of means you got to recruit five another year. You know, just keep it at four. Just get in a rhythm of going four. Yeah, 2022, or, you know, the Baker Carmody class was only two. That was really light. That's the reason why they've had to get so many three straight classes with five. So, uh, you know, when you look at that, but Brewer's outstanding. I love bricks, Sprague. People have been talking a lot about Peter Jones. He's man. When I watch that guy, he just looks like Hainsey and Tommy Kramer in 2017 when they comboed at right tackle together. So Jones just put up his junior film recently. Excuse me. Really good football. I loved his junior film. His updated uh, highlight is outstanding up there. So, He's a right tackle, right guard type of body, but he's an outstanding first guy in the class to have. He's he's definitely a blue chip football player. Yeah, that was a long fifteen seconds, Tim. And we haven't even mentioned Gerby. Oh, I'm Lambert. sorry, we're just yapping. We started mentioning about other. Uh, yeah, we for, forgot about Gerby. I mean, we haven't mentioned Gerby Lambert. Um, you know, a guy who uh, you know Notre Dame's still battling for him. So I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a really talented board. My other question for you, Tim. Um, I forgot and then remembered it and then. F- forgot it again so um so i love that for me i am exhausted and dehydrated well let me ask you a question a terrible combination tim so i am drinking coffee and i'm just coffee and water that's all i'm drinking right now coffee it's 8 15 i'm drinking coffee go ahead what's your question tim? sometimes you need it when is lambert going to get out of boston it's a great question <laughs> gets taken one visit it's just boston college and it's 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 kind of puzzling um but uh Oh, I hear you. I don't know. He is, talking about officials, you know, it's not easy for some kids to get out and take no, all these I totally, so totally understand. You get those all expenses paid trip. Um, and uh, yeah, take it. Joey says, make sure everyone gives a thumbs up on the video. I agree. Tuning in from Fredericksburg, Virginia. One thing I've noticed, people love throwing out in the comments where you're watching from. So shout out, maybe, maybe shout out where you're watching from and then where you wish you were watching from. How about that? I'm watching from Atlanta, and I wish I was in. How about uh, you know, five star resort in Cancun? Ooh, that? Yeah, that sounds nice. Ah, uh, Tim, what was that other question? It was about offensive line. He had a tackle question. Recruiting. Joe Rudolph. It has had something to do with like Joe Rudolph. Like, oh, oh, God, I remember. All right. True or false? 
I wouldn't panic about O-line recruiting right now or like the the board mm-hmm. being small because I think O-linemen are a bit easier to find. Like maybe you explode more as a senior, like you take a big jump in your development from junior to senior season. You know, I think like those late finds for offensive linemen might be easier than other positions. True or false? Any thoughts on that? Because I've kind of noticed that over the years. Oh, wow. Um I know I'm asking some good questions tonight. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I'll come back, though, to play at Notre Dame should you be a guy by your junior year. Should you already be established? Should people know who you are to play at that level at Notre Dame? That's, I don't care. It doesn't no, no, I know you don't care, but there's not a – no, 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 it's a great question. And um, But, you know, how many guys truly blow up to play at the Notre Dame, the elite power five level at seniors? It's um, that's that, that's an interesting question. Guy, you now guys will get better on their film. Pen, Sam Pendleton's film is way better as a senior than a junior, so you can start to see that that development. Uh, Jag, I mean Jagasaw from his whole four years constantly is growing, but obviously he was already on the on the national scene by then. But um, yeah, as far as you know, you're going back to the, the offers. You know, I'm 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 just excited if Rudolph is going to actively go out there. And if he does offer, does that mean he's got a pretty good rapport and it may land Notre Dame into good, a good spot with some of these guys? But at the same time, I mean, the guys Harry offered, really good football players, I think that have a shot at coming to Notre Dame. Yeah, kind of mentioned earlier that it's been interesting that uh, yeah, Harry retires, they send out offers to Baker, Sprague, and more, and then Rudolph is hired, no new offense line offer. So I think that's, no. at least in 2024, I think that's something that will um, take place soon. Friday is pot of gold day for Notre Dame in the 2025 recruiting class. So this is the third year of it. You had, uh, for St. Patrick's Day in 2021, Notre Dame offered a bunch of players in the 2023 class. For, you know, St. Patrick's Day in 2022, they did the same as the 2024 class. And then Friday, uh, Notre Dame will be offering, I think it's somewhere in the ballpark, like 60 to 70-ish new players in the 2025 recruiting class. So, yeah, Notre Dame has its built-in holiday of St. Patrick's Day, um, and they take advantage of it by offering a bunch of new players um, who are high school sophomores. So I'll pop up on the screen. The current Notre Dame offer list in the 2025 class. Got three quarterbacks. You know, Antoine Hill and Ryan Montgomery, total long shots for Notre Dame. Bryce Underwood, the number one quarterback in the country per the on three industry ranking. Probably a long shot, but Notre Dame battling there. You got five running backs, four receivers, couple tight ends, couple defensive linemen, few linebackers few defensive backs. I mean, so the 2025 offer list is pretty thin, Tim, but yeah, it's about to explode on Friday. Any thoughts on just this pot of gold day thing, you know, now that we're, you know, into our third one? Oh, it's, I mean, it's fun. It's fun to see who they offer. You know, the graphics are outstanding. I think it's a cool little day. Notre Dame kind of takes over the social media for the day. and gives a lot of hype to those players. You know, actually, you know, it's been around for about what, 10 years or so. They did a huge thing. What, when Elston, I think, was a recruiting coordinator in 12 or 13, they sent out, they used to send out a giant, a box of letters to all the guys, and they started doing it a hashtag, pot of gold, but then it drifted away. It's becoming its, it's, becoming its own thing now the last couple of years, which which is pretty cool. My, you know, it, it, it's cool. Uh, you know, they're sending out offers to these, you know, what are the, you know, my, my thing is in doing, you know, I love going back and looking at the numbers okay. and in the amount of guys that show interest are in the single digits. So that's the thing that's, that's interesting. So if they throw out 70 offers, how many of these kids really, really are interested in Notre Dame? Has there been, or is this the first time or has communication gone on beforehand? Last year, they sent out roughly 70 over half were from the deep South and they're and they're probably going to strike out on all those kids. So what is that? What does that mean if you're just offering tons of guys in Florida and you really don't have a shot with them? I don't know. Um, but but it is cool. It's cool to see who the early guys are. Last year, 
you know, they got Drake Bowen. We won't talk about uh, Keeley and um, who else? Dante Moore was a gut pot of gold. Who else did they get? Vern, oh, um, Vernon Vernon. Yeah. I, well, they had an offer. Vernon and Drake. So, all right. So, for pot yeah. of gold, there's the offer guys, but then there's other 2025 recruits. So, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie French and Kobe Howard, a couple of 2025 receivers from Florida. My understanding is that they are on the pot of gold list for Notre Dame to talk to on St. Patrick's day, including possibly a conversation with Marcus Freeman. So they're on like the pot of gold list. Like they're getting their pot of gold quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the 2023 class, a couple years ago, Drake Bowen and Brendan Vernon were on that list. Even yeah. they were already offered by Notre Dame, but um, we're not committed yet. So long, long answer there. No, and I went, you know, I went off of the 2024 list from last year, which was pretty cool to look at. You got, so far, they got Larson, Peter Jones, you know. Owen Both offered on St. Patrick's Day, yep. Yeah, offered on St. Pat, you know, uh, Wayful the same thing, St. Patrick's yep. Day. Brandon uh, Davis Swain was, too, before he decommitted. Yes, yes Dave, I saw, I saw his picture on there. And then uh, Lambert on the O-line. A, lo- a lot of spots, you know, possibly I looked at wide receiver, in this 2024 class for people, you got Richardson out of Florida, who's in Notre Dame's in his top Jason eight, Robinson. And Robinson out of Long Beach Poly. So, obviously, quarterback, they had offered C.J. Carr ahead of time. Um, DB, here's a handful of names for you to uh, stay on, Mike. They're still talking to Josiah Brown out of New York. He's a receiver target now for them. Yeah, yeah. Good, good football player. One of my favorite safeties and one of the most puzzling. I had no idea this guy was a three-star. You watch his film, he's a freak. Is Sanders out of Jersey, the safety? Caught, Cap- really? Caught Sanders, yeah. yeah. Yes, really good football players. And then Marquise Gallegos, I think he's going to be visiting, right, on a mm-hmm. Midwest swing pretty soon. So yep. I found that, you know, those are some of the guys Notre Dame are still in. And then uh, Kingston Asa out of St. John Bosco is, uh, you know. Tim, I thought we had differing views on this. Uh, I, I, no, no, it, it's interesting. and um, Because it sounds like it was a – Great success last year. A handful, but then as our as the Notre Dame fans and and you want to recruit and whatnot, right? The elite. When's Notre Dame going to get the five stars? Currently in the top in the consensus top one hundred right now, Notre Dame offered twenty three of them on pot of gold. Twenty three. The only one Notre Dame has a legitimate shot at is Gerby Lambert, out of the twenty three offers in the top one hundred. You're not putting Justin Scott in there. He was not a pot of gold offer. Oh, was he not? He, no. Was he after? He was. He was in April, I believe. Okay. He, was, he was not a pot of gold, and uh, which I found that interesting as well. So, so it, it's, it's a fun day. It's a fun day. The offers are cool. I love looking back at recruiting and seeing who's out there, what they did. I, I, was, I, was, more, I will say real quick, Mike. It is a lot more successful. Real quick, my ass. The twenty-four class much more success than the twenty-three. Class. Yeah. Well, the 23 class was still a Brian Kelly class. Yes. So, you know, that was their first one at it. You know, I don't know if everyone in the building's all bought in. Marcus Freeman, new guy's doing it mm-hmm. now, I think. Because the whole pot of gold day thing, that like, they did similar stuff at Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, like the billboard initiative. I don't know if you remember that a couple years ago. Like, that's something they did at Cincinnati where, oh, you know, I they put the that. Notre Dame billboards up in all those key towns. Yeah. Um, I actually got to interview Mike Elston about that, which was which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I even did like a plot chart for all the you know the areas that they put their billboards. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, Mike, on last year's, you did a great map of all the 2024 offers last year. It was awesome. How you I'll have to do that for Potagol, like the map of Potagol. Yeah, I loved it. Gonna put that on there. Gonna go ahead and jot that article idea down, Tim. That is a uh, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and jot that down. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Map. I'll send you your article from last year. It's really cool. That plot for pot of gold, twenty twenty five. Okay, uh, will be probably like early next week or something. Love it. All right, I put because you texted me the word overhyped, and I put it in the thumbnail. And I'm pretty sure the headline of the video. You got to get me something, Tim. Like, do you think it's it's a little too much? Like, well, I mean, it's it's. You know, that's, you know, that's my question. It, it, it is overhyped if you're offering all these SEC five-star guys, correct? And you, and they don't even pick up the phone. Is that the overhype? 
that you're offering all these guys? Are you just going fishing, trying to see who bites? Or has there been any actual contact beforehand before these offers go out? That's what, what I'm curious about. Beforehand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A big part of it is Notre Dame will kind of let them know about what this day means and they kind of hype it up a little bit and make it exciting. Tim, it, it's got a national signing day feel to it. At least for me covering it, it feels like signing day. Like it's an early morning, you know, you're 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 covering a lot. It's all day at the end of the day, you just need a nice glass of whiskey. Like it's 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 busy and it's a lot of fun. It is. My my thing is um with the you kind of mentioned the oh you're throwing out these offers to all these guys in the South you're not gonna get. One, they do get they'll they'll pull they always pull a surprise out of the stuff. They usually do. They'll they'll pull yeah. a surprise. But also, I'll I hope my quarterback from high school is not watching this. But <laughs> him and the, with him and the ladies and recruiting and dating always kind of you know has its um you know, they're they're comparable. And I think I've said this on the show before. He would contact a hundred girls in high school, and just one of those fish would bite. That's a huge win for him. You know. You even said, is it just kind of fishing? Like, it, hey, man, you, well, you you can't go and get the 10 unless you, you ask her out on a date, you know? So well, I, 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 shot. I totally agree. And that's, you know, and that's why it always goes back to Mike Singer of, of who's visiting, right? Who's coming on campus? Who's coming up here? And Hey, Richard Young visited. You had Keon Keeley yeah, yeah. in your grasp. He left. You had Dante Moore in your grasp. He goes. I, I'm listen. I know it's a heartbreak to lose those guys, um, but man, to be in the mix, to fight, to, and then you do land some blue chippers. Jeremiah loved your Jaden Greathouse. You know your Charles Jagasaw. Like I'll take the lumps if it also means you're getting some win, some big wins. You know? No, no. I you know I agree, especially with Love. I mean, we've said a hundred times he's a. SEC, SEC back. Yeah. He is. He is. His I think that offends some people, but you you know what we're talking about. Yeah, like, you, I, you watch. Yeah, you put on CBS or when they go to full time NBC, or not NBC, ESPN. Tim, geez, it's like the SEC. Yeah, you put on any SEC game, they all have a running back that could go the distance. So, so when I say overhype, it's you know you're going to post all the guys that get offers, and people will be like, oh my god, look at this linebacker out of Florida. It's it's cool for about two minutes until you realize, oh man, he's got Florida State, Alabama, Georgia, blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? So that's where the overhype for me comes in, especially last year, Mike. I wrote down, you know, you know, you know, roughly I think it was 67, 70 offers. Forty of them are in the deep south, Mississippi, Louisiana, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and the only Florida guy, at least I see right now, is the wide receiver, Brito. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw a little. He's good. He's good. I'm going to throw a little sneak peek at you, All and then right. we're going to move on. For the quarterbacks, there's going to be some Southern flavor in there. There's going to be some quarterback offers. we got some Southern flavor in there. I think it's going to be very interesting. As a guy who is based in the South for this exact reason, I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, get those Southern guys to come up and visit. Quarterback, because the SECs turned out some quarterbacks, so, but – it's Notre Dame. And I've already reported that a few of these guys are visiting. I love it. Okay. Oh, there you All go. right. Well, good. Good. Right. I love that. All right. Well, Tim, I think it's about time, but I will let you um, grab a quick uh, water break, my friend. I think it's time to hear from our favorite sponsor, tied with all of our other sponsors, of course, and that is none other uh, than Rogue Shop, a husband and wife outfit as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Char, are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business folks. You hear me read this ad all the time. You could probably recite it with me. So just follow along with me. They farm and grow everything themselves and they do what? Everything by hand. You know their website to visit. It is rogueshop.com. They sell everything folks. CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. Hop on the website. Again, that's rogueshop.com. You know it. Or uh, The website has a 24-7 chat function where you can ask uh, Mr. Rogue and Char any questions um, that you might have. Check it out, rogueshop.com. If you have any issues sleeping, chronic pain, anxiety, stress issues, and you can use promo code blue and gold to get 10% 
off your order. That promo code, blue and gold, it's one word, blue and gold, 10% off your rogueshop.com order. All right, Mr. Hyde, bring you back in. Um, and folks, please do hit that thumbs up if you're just joining us. You can drop a super chat um, if anyone... What happened to the Rogue Shop discounts? That would be news to me. Uh, shoot me a Twitter DM or email or something to remind me so I can I can dig on that, Johnny, if uh, that Rogue Shop discount is is not working. But yeah, the last I was told is, yeah, to, to mention that in the ad read. So definitely let me know. All right, Tim, the, we're going to continue on with some recruiting talk and then we're going to you know break down spring ball. It's just again as we record this it's less than a week away so that's definitely exciting the defensive line board tim we haven't talked about this off air so i'm definitely interested to see what you have to say about this according to this they've offered 19 edge prospects you know that yeah. viper you know defensive and you know position on three categories is defensive line. It's like an interior defense line. So you got 19 more there. All right, it was 19 edge, 19 edge, 19. So you got 38. And then there's a few linebackers in here. Like I think Aaron Childs is more of a Viper. Um, there's a couple of players who are listed as linebackers who are more of Vipers. I think like Kolaj Cobbins went up committed to LSU as a Viper. And then you even got a few players listed as athletes like uh, Bryce Young, Cameron Clark, who are also Viper targets. So somewhere in the vicinity, Tim, of about, let's say, 45 defensive linemen Notre Dame's offered, including just a couple yesterday yeah, or, or this week. What do you think about this, Tim? Is it is it too much? Is it because you, you, you don't like Notre Dame shooting its shot too much with these guys from the South? What do you think about them shooting their shot? Just a bunch of these D linemen. What do you think about this? Well, they need bodies. You know, that's I mean, that's my biggest take when you look at defensive line. You need bodies. I I I think you know, people keep wanting to talk about a national championship. You're not going to win a national championship unless your defensive line looks like a national championship defensive line. So you got Coach Freeman taking over full time. They went out and got four bodies last year. Three of them were in the national top two fifty. And going back 20 years, Mike, you know, I love to go back 20 years. That's only happened five times at Notre Dame in the last 20 years as Notre Dame signed three nationally ranked defensive linemen in the top 250. So 11 times in the last 20 years, Mike, 11 times Notre Dame has signed zero or one. So they need defensive linemen. And I I, I think it's a, a position of need. I even think in, in this year's football team. So when, when you're just Throwing out, and they're throwing out a massive net is what they're doing, because I think they need five minimum, right? They they need five, maybe even four to go on top of, or excuse me, six to go on top of the four they got last year. Whether that's you know Viper nose and what you know whatever combo is as you're throwing out there, so they need bodies there. And the other thing, you know, a lot a lot of people are like, oh, you know, a lot of zero stars or three stars. You know, 90% of these guys that they're really, really on are a lot of blue chips. And I'm pretty excited because you've reported, I want to say 15, 16 defensive linemen. I was going off your list there, your master list you got on the message board. You know, I've already set up visits or already have visited. So Notre Dame is obviously starting to, there's a stud right there, the young man out of Connecticut, who's mm -hmm. absolute man. That guy is so good. So it's it's a really good it's a really good group and I think obviously I mean Davis Swain obviously is an offer but you could count him off. There's a handful yeah. of guys that have already committed down south. You know you start chopping these guys down and you start whittling it down. So they're 50 maybe 25 out of that 25 bring in sign five at the most six if you can get six. So it's a yeah it's a huge need I personally feel at Notre Dame. Because Notre Dame, say what you want about the last defensive line coach, there's not a lot of dudes still around Notre Dame. I at least I don't feel. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Yeah, they've offered 45 or so, but I was told that Notre Dame is kind of like, yeah, we I, like my Notre Dame sources were thinking, yeah, like offered too many early, um, in just not the right fit, like not the right guys, like. But I think they've. You know, I think they're kind of trimming down the board. So, like, I can't retroactively go back and be like, oh, this guy they offered a year ago 
now they're not really recruiting them. I'm not removing that offer from the kid's profile because then like, where do I, where do I draw the line? Yes. You know, you know, think about all the guys that Michigan offered that, you know, end up at Notre Dame. Then was, is the Michigan guy just going to be like, oh, no, like Michigan stopped recruiting. Like you can't, I mean, you can't be, you got to be objective with this as possible. Um, so, but anyways, so you mentioned the old D-line coach and comparing him to, to Washington. Actually, we're not, we don't really need to compare, bring else into this conversation, but without Washington, I would say – of the Notre Dame coaches, he is – see, there you go, Joe Burrow. Um, he asked, what do you think about the D-line coach now? I would say Washington, maybe scapegoat's not the right word, but he is the one that people are criticizing the most. There's always one on every staff. Yeah, you, know, every it, you know, it's Dal Alexander, Jeff Quinn in years past, and you know, in recent history. And, um, you know, and whether it's um, justified or not. You know, you, you know, you had the defensive coordinator in the 2016 season. That was terrible. Um, you know, I guess he had his good moments, but um, where where do you kind of lay it on now, Washington, Tim? I'm kind of taking a while to get the point here, but yeah, where, where do you think uh, no. Washington with this? Yeah, I think the criticism is is hilarious. Tell you the truth, because you have a brand new coaching staff. You have a staff that's been around one year. A staff that's been around one year working together, recruiting together. You know, like you're talking about the pot of gold, how the improvements are, are going to be big time from last year with the 25 group. It's it's a group that's working together. And, to, and for people to panic and to start saying, oh, if he doesn't have a good second season, fire him. It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in letting these coaches work, letting these guys develop. I mean, you got Al Washington having to coach certain guys. You know, he recruited none of those guys. So, he, you know, or those guys he would have re- – offered back in the heyday you know if he was Notre, Notre Dame the last five years and to criticize Al Washington when his first group has guys nationally ranked in the top 250 it's like how you know how do you criticize that and the offers and the guys that are visiting majority of them are all blue chip guys so and the last point on Al is you know this Mike the reason why this is out there and you had a great uh what you know one of your recent podcasts you did where you broke down Justin Scott it's like in reality everyone just assumed he was going to commit but then Justin Scott which I personally am a fan of the kid took a deep breath stepped back a little bit and says I'm doing this way too fast let me go through the process let me go through the visits and you kind of talked about that in a recent podcast I saw of yours where you're you know you're talking about oh he wanted to do it on his birthday everyone knew it was going to be Notre Dame but the kid took a pause and then everyone wants to blame Al Washington. Like, like he's the reason why the kid took a pause. And I think that's where a lot of this is stemmed from in the last month. I think it was before that, the Washington criticism. I don't know. I think people just need someone to blame. I don't don't know. I I definitely, somewhere in the middle, Tim, it usually, that's what the great Lucy Mojo always said. Got something in my eye. I feel like every show I'm always getting something in my, um, is he a weaker link on the staff for for recruiting? Maybe, maybe, but is he as bad as people are, are you know trying to make him out to be? No, he you know, and you got you know he took over a defense that has you know Heinish obviously played in the NFL. MTA made made an NFL roster. He had to take over a defensive line with a two hundred and seventy pound nose guard. You know the Adamiola twins are good football players, but they're just solid football players. You had to move Riley Mills from three technique to DN because they didn't have any DNs. You had to take your best interior, young, talented football player and put them at DN because there's no DNs because your best D- next DN in line is Nana, you know, who was a blue chip when he came aboard, but he's been a, he's going to be a, a, in a, he's going into his fifth year and he's a rotational player. He's never been a dude. And Notre Dame had to go out and get it in that, you know, Baptiste at Ohio state to replenish the defensive end. So, you know, it's it's a lot of criti- criticism, but that D-line needs to get overhauled. It, it just does. There's not stacked. It's not loaded whatsoever. And let the guy coach, let the guy recruit, and let's see what happens with this 2024 class. I think when it's all said and done, I think he's going to sign four or five blue chips. I really do because you just look at the guys that are very, very highly interested in Notre Dame, a ton of four-stars. And if you could just somehow finish on Justin Scott, which this staff is going to do till the very end, 
Yeah. You get the big time five star down the street in Chicago. Tim, our next topic is we're going through your five spring storylines. We did a video last week where I did mine, uh, but we're doing yours next. So um, we even got a fancy graphic made um, by uh, Trey Yanity over at Blue and Gold, uh, helping on our YouTube channel. Your number one spring storyline, battle for QB1. Surprise, surprise, Tim. What? Are, why don't you give me your thoughts on this one? Yeah, well, I – Originally, I didn't even have quarterback because it was like, all right, you know, we know what's going to happen, but I didn't have quarterback on there. People would have lost their mind. So, but go ahead and put that number one and get out of the way. But really, it's it's really all the positions. It's QB one, Buckner coming off the you know the Gator Bowl. Obviously, they got Sam Hartman and all his accolades coming here and the expectations with him this season. And then Buckner, you know, you know, does he truly battle? Does he make it a competition? Does he make it a hard decision for the coaching staff? And then really, I, I'm dying to see the battle for QB, too, because you, you is it Minchie? Is it Angeli in that second spring? Does Minchie, you know, who's coming, you know, is an Elite 11 quarterback, a heck of a national prospect as well, does he kind of throw his mix in the hat for 2024? <laughs> that, you know, that's, that, that's what I'm curious about. So the battle for QB1 is going to be, I think we kind of understand what it is, but how far does Buckner take this thing? All right. And let's move on to number two. Yeah, I completely agree with you about the battle for QB two might even be more interesting um, than, than number one. Uh, Who replaces Patterson and lug at guard, Tim? That's your uh, number storyline. Number two, you got 11 years between those guys, lug six years and Patterson five years at Notre Dame. You have to replace but you got 50, 60 starts combined between those two. That's a lot of minutes, those those guys. But there's bodies. I mean, is this the year everyone's favorite offensive guard recruit, right? Rocco Spindler, year three, which a lot of guys have come into their own in Notre Dame past. Uh, Billy Shrouf had a lot of hype about him during last season, bull prep, some of the players even mentioning him. And then you got the – Forgotten Andrew Christoffic, yeah. the guy who started in 2020. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, with Joe Alton solidified yeah. that offensive line last year and obviously played some a little bit last year, not as much I'm sure he's expected. But he's going into year five along with Zeke Carell yeah. from the same class. So they have bodies, and and then you have obviously two future NFL offensive tackles, you know, on the edges. So who's going to solidify that inside? I mean, you see four guys right from the get-go, and two of them rise up. It, it that that battle is going to be awesome to, to follow and watch. My favorite thing about this list is Tim has no idea what numbers three, four, and five no. are, so he's <laughs> just going to find out as you guys do. <laughs> All right, so let's see number three here. Um, it is can a freshman crack the two deep at receiver? I absolutely love this one, Tim. So you got Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, and Braylon James. Uh, all enrolled early. They're at Notre Dame, ready to go for, for spring practice. Very excited about those guys. Rico Flores might be at like 80, 90% uh, as he's recovering from a foot injury that he suffered um, late in the football season in 2022. But still, like, you know, it's a talented receiver room, Tim. But, you know, you don't have like that. Man, just look at him. That's That's the guy. Yeah. It's really anyone's game for any of these receivers to step up. No, I agree. And that's why it's like the two deep, because people just assume one of these freshmen is going to come in and, and be a guy early on. I mean, I mean, Mike, how many times people just, you know, play the freshman, right? It's, for, you know, who's the freshman wide receiver should be on the field. That's like Jordan tradition. You know, is it Jordan Johnson? You know, Styles didn't play enough. And then it's Merriweather last year. It's always somebody. Yeah. You know, but, you know, people I don't think are looking at, the two who are the two deep. So when you go outside, you go to the wide side, it's Styles and Tobias Merriweather. The boundary, you got Caleb Smith from Virginia Tech, and then you got Deion Colsey. And then you got Slot. I think they're going to be a huge 11 personnel team because of the tight end depth. I'm just not a fan of the tight well, end. Avery depth. Davis is back for his 12th year. So, yeah, can you imagine? Believe it or not, man, they were taking a hard game played this year. So you I got think- Thomas at Slot, let's just say. Jaden Greathouse or Rico Flores, I think, could be really good slot receivers. 
one, you know, and, you know, so that's, you know, when I say too deep, it's more, I guess, the outside because the slot can, you know, anyway, you know, they can put styles at slot or whatnot. But do one of these guys, Braylon James, great house, do one of these guys on the outside, on the outside perimeter, make hay to push someone to the middle, to get someone off the outside to where like, hey, we got to have great house in the boundary or wherever they're going to line him up at. We got to get him on the field. We got to get him in, so let's move. You know, Styles I mean, all time slot or whatever it's going to be. So yeah, but how can you not say if if you're saying Notre Dame is going to run a lot of eleven personnel? How is the slot not count for the two deep? Well, the slot could be Chris Tyree. The slot could be Diggs. The slot could be the slot could be anybody. But it often will be three receivers. Yes. So I I, I think that if you're you know the the number two slot receiver, I think that's cracking the two deep in my opinion. Yeah, if you want to look at it like that, I was looking more, I guess, on the outside because people just assume one of them are going to be on the outside, but then there's still four experienced players out there ahead of them. So does Great House beat out Styles or a Merriweather to crack out there? That you know, that's really what I'm looking at is the outside. Yeah, I mean, you can move anyone to a slot. I was thinking more of the outside perimeter type thing, but the slot, everyone's favorite football player, Chris Tyree. You know, it's been mentioned for three years. Does he play a slot this year? Do they get him in there to get that extra running back on the field? But, um, you know, we'll see. Tim, as you go through the receiver, I'm like, yeah, that's that's, that's a pretty good, good group. Caleb Smith is an exciting player from Virginia. Maybe, I don't know if he's exciting. Steady. He's very steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, good player. Consistent. Deion Colsey. Thoughts at some really good moments last year as a good third okay. down contributor. Styles, I mean, he hasn't um, emerged like we would all hope, but still a really good football player. Merriweather has the super high upside. It's a, it's a talented. It's a talent. Jaden Thomas was the yes one of the surprises of last season. It's still a. It's a still pretty exciting room. No, no, I agree, and that's you know uh, with Lorenzo Styles, everyone he's had, he has over fifty catches. He was the second leading receiver last year for all the drops and the miscues and just the down season it really felt he had he was still second on the team in reception so yeah you know they they do have some guys and these guys are older guys so as you know sometimes a freshman it's hard to beat out an older guy yeah all right let's move on to um your spring storyline number four tim which is you got julian aquara dalen hayes isaiah foskey who is the next nfl viper to come out of notre dame you know you know, this question really stems from, you know, when Mike Elko came aboard and, and installed the Viper, made that a permanent you know, trademark here at Notre Dame, and they still run it. You know, the Vipers, the boundary rush in, you know. So, and all these guys, you start thinking about, like, oh, my God, they've all been drafted. You know, Foskey, obviously not yet, but, you know, you know we know he's going to get drafted. So that's three straight Vipers going to the NFL. So talk about recruiting defense alignment. You know, there you go. Let's make it four in a row. So who is that next guy? Jordan Matello has got to jump out, number one. You know, his his uh, havoc percentage, something Patrick Angle talks a lot about, you know, when he writes articles on the defense, his percentage was actually higher than Foskey. Now, he didn't play the snaps Foskey did, but if he continues that over Foskey's snaps and he keeps that production going, you're looking at a guy who could step in and be an All-American type of a candidate there. And then it's going to be the young guys. You know, they moved Burnham, Joshua Burnham there early last spring. So athlete, you know, people forget he was a quarterback in high school. Now you're moving him to rush the quarterback on the the edge. Fantastic athlete. You know, do they find a way to get Snead on the field? So is he more of a Viper, which he did in the Gator Bowl, or do they just let him naturally play inside linebacker and go sideline to sideline? And then Junior Tuli Alamaka, we've heard, is going to play at Viper, so – there's a handful of these young guys of who's it going to be. Patella is going to be obviously the senior. Let him have the first crack, but they have some talented young athletes. And I think that's the thing going back to this hybrid, as you mentioned, recruiting these linebackers, you know, you know, some of these linebackers could play Viper. That's going back to Freeman's true defensive identity is that three, three, or that yeah. one of those extra guys is a Viper. So you could, move him back that which I, I i think they'll do a lot of that but uh three straight vipers going to the nfl which is pretty cool when you look at it and who's going to be that next one maybe we start doing a, a new little thing with tight ends going to nfl same thing with the viper position 
All right, let's go ahead and check out Tim Hyde's number five spring storyline as the graphic logs here. Thank you, Michael Mayer. What, what do you mean by here, Mr. Hyde? Yes. Thank you, Michael Mayer, for three great seasons, more than likely an NFL first-round draft choice. And now who in the heck is going to replace that production, right? I mean, he's been a stud since his freshman year. You know, people, you know he was a third tight end behind Tremble and Brock Wright. So, uh, obviously, All-American season, his sophomore year in this past season, you know, was a consensus All-American. So, when I said thank you, Michael Mayer, it's, it's just assumed, going back to the, the Viper, three straight NFL guys, tight end, what, 50 years of NFL storylines at tight end. So, when I say thank you, it's, all right, thank you. Now, who in the heck is going to replace him? And this is one of those little positions, like people just assume it's the next guy in is going to the NFL, correct? Ed Mitchell Evans is a fantastic football player, but Raritan's still out. You've got uh, Kevin Bauman is injured and still out, correct? So tight ends is what stays in, uh, in Evans this spring, and then you get you know Cooper Flanagan in the, in the summertime. So Thank you as in thank you. Now who's next? And that's going to be an interest. It's one of those hidden positions. People just keep assuming, but it's like, it's, this is why I think they're going to do a lot of 11 and not 12 this year is because they don't have the tight end depth yeah. as the last couple of years. Thank you. Next wise words from uh, Ariana Grande and a song. She wants some. Okay. Nice. Tim, that's it, man. We're 10 minutes. We're dude. We're, we're 10 minutes ahead of schedule. Tim, I, I appreciate you. You bring it each and every week on our YouTube show. We will have more from Tim Hyde uh, in a video Friday where we're going to break down those quarterback offers that will go out. Um, So definitely don't miss that. We will not have a live recruiting show Friday afternoon like we usually do because it's pot of gold day and I just don't want to be away from, you know, my computer uh, or I mean, obviously I'm on my computer doing this, but yeah, just away from the news, you know, I want to be covering all that, but uh, we'll have a a video with myself and Trey Entity talking about some of the most intriguing pot of gold day offers. Um, So yeah, we'll definitely have you guys covered for that. Make sure you go over to blueandgold.com for all the coverage from that. Myself and Kyle Kelly are really doing uh, the prep work to, uh, you know, load up on all the written coverage. We'll have the YouTube coverage. Please do hit the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our channel. Make sure you lock in for all of our spring ball coverage on the site and our, our YouTube page here. It's, it's really going to be outstanding. Tim, you have a great night, my friend. You got it. Enjoy it, folks. Stay safe. Appreciate you all. And as always, we'll catch you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.